This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send, and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it for free for 30 days and get a free 10-pound scale when you visit pb.com slash TMS. That's pb.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, don't bring a silent person to a word fight. Brown under with Splendoria. Our glass is 84% full. Frogstitute. Johnson dreams of Vibbit. Because you only whisper racist stuff. Partaking in various podcastery. Ambergris is the color of your energy. Whale vomit, number five. I don't plaque, go out. We got all the songs in here. I don't practice Splendoria. I don't have no crystal balls. Fair of Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. For myself, the test of a fine play or a fine performance is a simple one. After I've seen it, do I want to stay up half the night or maybe all the night talking about it? That's just what happened to me on the cold evening of February 3rd, 1938. Putting a big wad of cat hair in my mouth. The morning stream. There's nothing wrong with the food. everybody there is indeed nothing wrong with the food welcome to the show it is november 21st 2019 the tms show starts now i'm scott johnson with brian ibbett hi brian ibbett hello nothing a little salt and pepper can fix nope <clears throat> this is all true uh how was your night everything fine it was good you know we yeah. uh we just kind of uh relaxed just kind of hung out at the house i did some uh spent some time with tom uh for antp recording stuff and then and then pretty much it was uh just hanging out. We watched Executive Decision. Oh, you're way ahead starring, this week. Starring oh. a young uh, Marla Maples Trump. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wait. She's in yeah, that? I, I know. didn't know that. She is. She is. Oh. I didn't know that either until uh, till last night. She came up in the credits and I had to take a picture of it. And uh, her before- name is right above J.T. Walsh in the, in the credits. So even back then, she was uh, known for... Being on top of someone who is usually evil. <laughs> Wait a minute, though. Was this before the marriage? Yeah, she was. Mar- yeah, she was Marla Maples Trump at this time. Oh, she was. Okay. All right. Well, yes, it's a good gig if you can get it. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I guess you know she lasted <clears throat> longer than Seagal. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Steven Seagal, ten minutes. Was it roughly ten oh, minutes no. that we made that oh, up? Oh, Jake Grammer. No, she has lines. She she's uh, she's a. Uh, uh, a flight attendant with Holly Berry. She's basically Holly Berry's Holly in that? Berry's. What? Oh, Have you seen this movie, Scott? <laughs> it's been so long. I forgot she was in it. I'll be honest, and this will come up a lot more when we talk on uh, on Saturday morning. But there are things that I attributed to Passenger Fifty Seven that are in this film that I thought, oh wait, I thought that was a Passenger Fifty Seven thing. Okay. Oh, always bet on black. Uh, always bet. Well, that one. That one. I think. <laughs> No, no problem remembering that because I think it would be a pretty bad line for Kurt Russell yeah. to uh, to yeah. say. Yeah, always, always been on black. Always been on black. He says, <laughs> always been on snake. Oh man, is this a, this is probably what our like third uh, trouble in an airplane movie for the for the show? I think. Right? Oh, good boy. I don't know. Probably we yeah. had more than that. I don't know. So we had Passenger Fifty Seven. We had this. 
We had have we had uh, get off my effing plane. Uh, uh, we have not. Oh, we we did do Air Force One. Yes, did we? Yeah, I think we did. <laughs> See again. I don't think we did. <laughs> really? I'm looking right now. Hold on. I love right. this game. This is my favorite meta it's game. A sad, it's a sad game because I think anything that I've seen since 2008, yeah. I immediately think I've seen for <laughs> for film sack. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. All right, Air Force. Okay, it's not in the first 300. Let's see if it's in the back oh, half. Oh, okay. Uh, Air Force. Nope, we have not done Air Force we have, One. We haven't done Air Force One. <laughs> nope. There we go. See, uh, did we do Die Hard 2? Uh, Die Hard 2 is not done yet, no. Die Hard 1, okay. and that's it. Uh, hold on. Yes, that's it. That's the only Die Hard we've done is one. Which seems pathetic in 10 years. Why have we only done one Die Hard? Come on. Mm-hmm. Film yeah. sack. Get it especially, together. Especially when there's, you know, live free and Die Hard and... Mm-hmm. Die Hard on a Plane or whatever it would Die Hard on Snakes or something what like that. What was the second Second one was Die Harder? Die Harder, yeah. Die Hard 2, Die Harder? I think it was called Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Right. <laughs> That's a stupid tagline, but it has... Yeah, can you yeah. think of any movie where the, the original movie is named twice in the title of the second movie? Um, Hold on now. This is a good challenge. Yeah. Let's have a little mini question here, quiz question. Uh, no, dumb and dumber does not count because it's dumb and dumber, and it's and it's said once in the sequel. Yeah, they don't say it twice. Um, oh, geez, there, <laughs> they don't. There, I can't think of one. I can't think of one either. All right, chat room, find one. Find like, one. is there? Yeah, is there any? Is there any sequel where the first movie title is just repeated twice? So, like, the first movie is. Airplane. Then the second movie is airplane. Airplane. <laughs> yeah, or more airplane. Airplanier. I'd even accept that, but I don't. I can't think of anything. Yeah, I don't. I. I don't think that's it. I don't think there. I mean, I think that might be the one. That's the only one. Weird. Oh, you know what? The one I forgot. Okay, yeah, there was it, and then there was it chapter two. Oh, so, chapter two. Yeah. Chapter two. Yeah, good old chapter two. I really don't like chapter two. <laughs> I also don't like where they put numbers in place of letters, like seven had a seven in the middle of it. Well, that see, that was the first. Well, I don't know if that was the first one. That was the first one I remember. I'm fine with that one, but uh, now it's just me. getting a little ridiculous. It's getting a little too over the top. What was the fa- fast? Fast and the Furious did oh. this. Uh, one of them had yeah, a yeah eight. It was eight, wasn't it? Uh, was it Fate of the Furious and it had an eight in Fate it? Fate of the Furious. Didn't they do eight in the title? <laughs> I think so. That's so stupid. I hate that. Ah, oh, drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, mm-hmm. seven, seven. You're right. Seven felt like the first one, and it was almost like, oh, weird. That that almost reads yeah. good. You know, okay, yeah. cool. And then, wow. then okay. everyone, and then did everybody it. started doing it. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, too fast, too furious. Yes, that's it. Did that have? Well, they just didn't spell two. But one of them they had like in the middle number. of it. I'm pretty sure fate had an eight in it. <laughs> like an eight in the middle. Like people put skate and they put s k, mm-hmm. and then the letter eight. And then a T they did, or an E. Just on the just on the movie poster, they did F eight, but then they spelled out the fate of the Furious, right? Or fate and the Furious. No, fate of the Furious. And there's lots of games that do this. It's uh, kind of a dumb name, by the way. What the is fate of the Furious? Fate of the Furious is super stupid. Yeah, fate of the so, Furious. So something happens to the Furious, but the fast is okay. Though, like the fast gets through unscathed, but the Furious. Oh, they'll get to the fast. They'll get to those guys eventually. 
Don't worry. We're not done with the fast. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all stupid. Coming, uh, coming in a few years from uh, from George Miller, Mad Max. Max is really mad. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be bad. And they can't put a five anywhere in there. If they do that, I'll be mad at George Miller. Don't do it. Don't put a five in the name. Oh, yeah. I don't even know where you'd put it, but don't put it in there. You'd have to use a new... You'd have to... Uh, replace let's see you'd have to so the title the, the title would have to have like a, an s uh-huh and then the five would be the s so <laughs> oh no uh <laughs> five, mad max scary road <laughs> <laughs> nailed it scary road i don't scary know they, road. it's gonna be yeah, called something cooler i can't wait to see what they do um all right so i have a i have a cautionary tale i'd like to okay, share with everybody right. caution me Caution me, Scott. I feel like once in a while we have a responsibility and an opportunity, given the voice we have, the audience we have, we can kind of put information out there that will help people in their daily sure. lives. Sure. And so today, I would like to offer the following bit of advice. If you are trying to eliminate uh, processed sugar from your life, as I am, I'm off the sugar, as I like to say, mm-hmm. well, there's a couple ways you can do it. You can just eliminate sugar altogether. Or you can also uh, do that, but then supplement here and there uh, artificial sweeteners in something. Like if you just sure. got to get by sure. or whatever. Kim made Like in my coffee, for example. Exactly. I use an artificial sweetener. Exactly. Kim made, a, uh, for example, a batch of cookies that were peanut butter cookies that were mostly peanut butter, uh, some egg to hold it together instead of flour, mm-hmm. and um, an artificial sweetener. Sure. 100% zero sugar, sugar. Zero and, calories. Yeah, yeah, and very low, well, some zero calories. Sugar, but, zero sugar calories. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. But low calories, high in protein. Like, they were better for me than some sugar cookies, the point. And they were great. So so that's what you aim for. You try to find alternatives, you know, so you can have a little treat once in a while. But for the most part, you're just trying to get rid of the sugar. Well, I have a cautionary tale here about Splenda, specifically. Okay. Okay. All right. Which is actually the thing I use, so I can't wait to hear this. Um, I'm going to assume that you use Splenda sparingly and that's good. Very. Yeah. Um, yeah. Based on a, I mean, based on a, uh, an article I read kind of talking about sucralose and aspartame and, and all those, I use Splenda, but I use it very sparingly because, you know, lab rats. Ooh. This is what I found out. So, yeah. uh, and this isn't even one of those, ah, artificial sweeteners are going to kill you. It's not one of those deals. This is not mm-hmm. the caution. The caution is this. Oh no! There are small children in <laughs> Indonesia who make Splenda. Splenda. You're tell me that my carbon footprint is. <laughs> well, here here's how it works. Splenda yeah. is made with the use of sugar, and then they add chlorine to it. Now that's fine. This isn't to freak you out. This just as a chem- I'm not talking about like pool chlorine or anything. It's not to freak me out because it's freaking me out already, Scott. Well, there's re- more. There's more. So when they put that in there, what it does is it it basically makes it so that the sugars that are there that still give the taste do not get absorbed by the body. They just go through you. And that's what most sweeteners do in one way or the other, okay, that are artificial. So this is just happens to be their process, and that's fine. Um, however, as warned on the bag, do I have the bag here? Hold on. Oh, I didn't bring the bag. Anyway, my wife got me some jelly bellies that are little jelly beans. You know, okay, and you know, Jelly Bellies, they got like flavors that taste like popcorn and you know, like the real yeah, thing yeah. or whatever. Oh, they're uh, they're they're uh, juicy pear is one of the best, it's really one of the best, and they have those in, yeah. in this selection as well. So, anyway, she got these sure. ones, they also got the little pack, a bag of the sour kind, 
which I, I like. And uh, it says on the front, uh, sugar-free, uh, sweetened with, with Splenda. Now, below okay. that is a red box with a warning that I didn't read. Right? Okay. <laughs> uh, and the warning, had I looked at it, said, uh, for many people, uh, this particular sweetener is uh, super, um, they may find a lot of gastro sensitivity to this particular uh, thing. And if mm. you eat uh, more than a, or if you, uh, uh, they tell you what, how many, there's three servings in this bag, this small bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that many jelly beans, but it recommends eating only two or three of these to start with to uh, gradually get sort of used to the stuff. Well, I didn't, I didn't read any of this. I just said, hey. A thing, uh, <laughs> okay. I said a thing that just sort of tastes like uh, tastes like sugar. Let's have some. Yeah. And yeah. I horked about, I don't know, 20 of these things down. No problem. Just eating jelly beans. Just chilling, uh-huh. doing stuff, getting work done. And uh, I'm down here uh, prepping for a show. And all of a sudden, I hear this sound, this horrible sound from down under. Yeah. <laughs> from Australia? You uh, said? All the way from Australia. My uh-huh. Australia. My southern tip. <laughs> Your ears, Rob. <right. laughs> my yes, my my own personal Aussie down there, right. and uh, and I you know made a run for it. Now it is that stuff is merciless. If you've mm-hmm. had too much Splenda, it will tear you right through you, and you're 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 uh, you're on the you're on the can, and you're on it right. for a while. So yeah. I just want to put the warning out there. No other warnings, no other symptoms. It's the, it doesn't make me bloated or feel sick so, or so tired try or small sweaty. amounts yeah. is what you're saying first and see how <laughs> yes. see if Splenda is right for you. Yes. <laughs> Don't hork down 20. Oh, I didn't eat them all at once, but you know, I eat over yeah, over the period of probably 45 on, minutes or something. I, I wish I wish I could cop to it, but I really didn't. I just sort of popped one in every few minutes. No big deal. About 45 minutes of time went by where I ate like 20 of these. And man, oh man. So I just want to put it out there. Be careful. Splenda's got a warning right on the bag. It'll tell you. In every product yeah. it's in, it'll say this because they're known for it. Uh, more so than like aspartame or like freaking, like, uh, uh, what's the aspartame kind you put in your coffee? It's got a name. Uh, sweet and low is the aspartame. Sweet and low. yeah. And then there's equal, which I think is, I think that might be another aspartame, but then there's stevia. Yeah. Which, um, which actually things are saying that maybe stevia is a better way to go. There's a, there's a little bit of bitterness in stevia. So I kind of, I've got, I've got a, um, eyedropper thing. Cause I learned this from Jim Carrey that you'd get the little eyedropper thing of stevia sweetener. And then you stand on the, the, uh, chair of the uh, booth of the diner you're in and drip one drop into your coffee cup, which has been put on the floor. Wait, uh, how did we, where did we learn this? What movie is this? We saw it on a on a comedians and cars oh, getting coffee. Oh. Uh, Jim Carrey did this whole big rigmarole of. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I should watch that one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, he's he's uh, he's in coming off crazy mode, but they talk a lot about um, his Andy Kaufman possession. How it messed him up? <laughs> yeah, how it messed him up. But I, I, so I yeah. I throw in Stevie every once in a while and and do this. But here's here's the thing that I want to bring up because. It's great that this is on a Thursday when your sister's coming uh, onto the show. <laughs> yeah. Years ago, yeah. she mentioned this to us. She said, <laughs> "Oh yeah, this the uh the Splenda gives you rumbly guts. Gives oh, you, you know, she? bad guts if you overdo it and stuff." So I don't remember that. Yeah. This is my problem. Retention, Brian, retention. <laughs> well, it's well, it was a long time ago. Yeah. I uh 
I couldn't. I've re- been cursed with a uh, with a trivia mind. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> as, as the as our email that we're going to read in a minute can attest to. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. We got an email I want to read. This is great. So anyway, putting it out there, splendid. Just you know, beware. Have caution. Be moderate. Don't yeah. be dumb. Don't eat twenty of them. All right. Oh my god, Monkey Bananas already has a great title that that it's going to be hard to beat. Brown under with Splendoria. There you go, Splendoria. <laughs> Hello, practice Splendoria. I ain't got no crystal ball. <laughs> I, I knew had I a should. Million packets <laughs> and I, I pooped it all. If I could. <laughs> oh, Jamie, you have work to do, Jamie. All right, so check this out. Uh, we got a free hotel room email. We like him. He's a funny guy. Yep. He's also very critical often of the show, and you've met with him, sat and had lunch <laughs> with him or with something. Him. He's, yeah. He is a lovely guy. He's really, really nice, and that's why getting these emails, there it feels like there's, it feels like there's two Bobs, right? It feels like there's, uh... mm-hmm. yeah, there's a Bob you went to lunch with, and then there's yeah. this Bob, right? Exactly. He says the following. It's a bit of a, re- a, a, a rebuke, tongue lashing. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. The country is Ukraine. Ukraine. It's kind of like Utah. It's not the Ukraine, Scott. Like Utah is not the Utah. So Scott, <laughs> well, Ukraine is... But we've the, called it the Utah, so we can... <laughs> that's true. We have our own little thing with that. It says, so yeah. Scott, Ukraine is not the Ukraine. I know. Look, this is actually something I'm absolutely aware of, but it's a bad yeah. habit and I can't help it. It's just hard to do and, it. Well, and it's actually something that um, we were we were taught growing up that it was the Ukraine. And back then it was until yeah. 1991 when they got their independence and they took the the off. Right. Which. It's hard to shake it. It's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, remember when we went, we saw the Fast and the Furious and then they came out with Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. We still kept calling it the Fast and the Furious. Right. We did. I think it's just a bit's a bad habit, and it's you know questionable how bad. We it's do. not we that big to, a deal. We do need to, uh, yeah, I don't think it's that to. big a deal. Thing is, I listened to the hearings yesterday, and I listened to career professionals refer to it as the Ukraine multiple oh, times. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. So I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. it's not just me uh, who does this. All right, that's number one. Here comes okay. Brian's. Ready for this? Also, Brian, the Pilgrims escaped. Re- uh, religious persecution in England. The pilgrims were not misguided in, uh, Italians. So think of Columbus as, and the pilgrims as two completely separate stories, which they are completely yeah. separate. The pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock, Massachusetts. There is a rock there, a rock. Columbus was not at the same place. Columbus was not a pilgrim. All right. So. Well, well deserved, Bob. That was. Uh... Yeah, that was that was me uh, <laughs> failing at, uh, at, at elementary school history class. Yes, yes. I mean, the main point I think we got across yesterday, which is that pilgrims dressed pilgrim like idiots. They yeah. look, yeah, they're stupid. We still have sexy pilgrim lady in our Discord chat. Well, she's not she's, going anywhere. We have to type She's right her. above frog pants added Brian Dunaway, frog pants removed Brian Dunaway, frog <laughs> pants added ace detect, frog pants removed ace detect. Listen, yeah. if we would have had Nicole yesterday, sexy uh pilgrim lady would be gone because she would have scrolled out of my view she would have been out of your view she would only she would have been an archive to the to the to the ages all right right. here's uh here's what he also says get with the topic guys you're almost there then you missed it by 16 percent or so which throws the whole thing off your audience goes away thinking ukraine is the ukraine and pilgrims are from italy your stories are helping to make us all dumber 
Now we got a little jury thing. We're gonna I'm gonna send this to jury okay. separately, but uh, now that we've taken the heat. I feel I feel good that now the the scrutiny is uh, off us and has been now pointed over at uh, Justin Robert Young. That's right. We're a scrutiny. Scrutiny. There it is. All right. Here goes. He says this uh, towards in jury's direction. Also, jury is trying to say the words cadre and archetype in your on your podcast. He doesn't know the words cadre and archetype. He attended Syracuse University. He mispronounces words like these on your show. Love the show and best regards. Free hotel room. So the jury will now retire. The jury will now retire. All right. So he's so yeah. he's really had his his uh, his shotgun had a wide uh, spray today. It Ooh, hit all yeah. of us. And uh, I don't mind it. You know, if you want, listen for your hotel room, aka Bob. Yeah. If you want to send these in on the regular, because I'm sure that we do this more than just yesterday. Oh, oh, for sure. I yeah. don't have a problem with you uh, correcting us. <laughs> we fairly do this 16 percent of the time. Listen, you know what, uh, Bob? Glass half full. That means we're correct 84% of the time. Right. I like that number. Yeah, I like that number a lot. I'll take I'll take I'll take being correct 84% of the time. Yeah. Our glass is 84% full. I'm saying that's what we're saying. Here's the other thing for Justin. Uh yes, he did go to Syracuse. And yes, he did walk away with a a degree uh in journalism from there. Yeah. However, he will be the first to tell you that he mostly drank. And probably smoked a little weed. <laughs> he he makes fun of right. how college lets you kind of just party and do nothing and still walk away with the thing. Like he's made a point of that. So I'm just saying I'm not sure. Well, I'm not sure he went me, to every early morning eight o'clock class is what I'm getting at. Sure. And let's let's be clear. A journalism degree is writing, not talking. So he probably can spell cadre and archetype just fine. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Was he? So I'm trying to. I don't know how uh, he said archetype. And, uh, and before, before that's the 16. percent I know that there are journalists on the news who speak and and read the news. Don't yeah. uh, don't don't lift this in the 16. Yeah. percent It was a joke. Yeah, we don't need another email follow up on that particular point. Uh, yes. But here's the thing. I don't remember how he said archetype. How did he say it? Did he say archetype. I don't know. Yeah, he might have said archetype. Yeah. Archetype. Well, in cadre, do you say cadre? Like you'd say Padre if you're in the old West. Carde. Carde B. We gonna have a we gonna have a funeral, Padre. Or listen, listen, I, I take know. offense to the fact that we're making our listeners dumber. If <laughs> all right, let's 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 see a show of hands here. If you feel like this show has made you dumber, uh pull your pull your knuckles off the ground and raise your hand and we'll do a, a head count here. Yeah, I'd love count. to know. Like if you feel like when you started Versus now, are you dumber than you were? <laughs> Dice Tomato raises his hand. <laughs> <laughs> also, Dice Tomato, I think you're smarter because you know how to make an emoji that immediately looks is recognizable as yeah. you're raising your hand. Is somebody raising their hand, yeah. It's, it's a small letter O. It's a small letter O and a forward slash. I've, <laughs> I've never seen that before. That's amazing. That's great iconography. I think that. Oh, you, you've never you seen that. No, I've never seen anybody use that before. I'm dumber. It's not them. It's me. Yeah, I'm yeah. dumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Ben, well, no, we're not dumber because we've learned, right? We've we? learned uh, by doing the show. We've learned things. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, no, no. We. I mean, look at this email. We just learned about pilgrims and uh, how to listen, say the Ukraine not the wrong. Listen, way. Bob. The pilgrims didn't land at <clears throat> Plymouth Rock. The rock landed on the pilgrims. There you go. This is where Dwayne Johnson came from. I know all the origin stories. <laughs> Anyway, we are uh, happy to be both informative and dumb at the same time. It is our goal in life. Yes. 
All right. Maybe it's the Splenda that's making the stupid Scott. Maybe. <clears throat> I was so annoyed yesterday because I knew what it was immediately. I went, it's, a, it's those damn jelly beans. And they work fast. Like, that hmm. stuff works fast. It has a... Maybe uh, maybe they should just rebrand that as, like, Jelly Belly flavored X-Lax. I mean, honestly, that's how it behaved. And it did. And in the warning, it says, behaves like a... Uh, What's the word? Stool software, uh, a uh, laxative. Laxative. It says behaves like a laxative for many people, it said in the warning. Oh, yeah. Consumption may cause stomach discomfort and or laxative effect. Individual tolerance will vary. We suggest. This is it. Starting with eight beans or less. Yeah. And I went with 20 beans. <laughs> we just want the beans. <laughs> I mean, I really screwed that up. Uh, yeah, because John otherwise, they put a link in the chat. Because otherwise, I have uh, I'm I've been feeling great, been no problem, no issues, all's all's well. And then the, uh, and then the jelly freaking jelly bean gate happened yesterday, and the and the flood happened. Anyway, aren't oof, you all glad oof. I've given you this TMI experience? You Actually, know you it's are. a good it's a good learning lesson. The more you know, see, and then the less you'll go. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty good. The less Thanks. you'll go. Nice job. Um, yeah, that was really good. All right, we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do this now. Check this out right here. Time for the news. Brought to you by. Brought to you by. What do we have, Scott? Uh, we've know. got something. You got, uh, any, you got anything to, to um, do? I don't know. You yes, any... actually, here's what I can tell you. Today on the America's Next Top Podcast feed, this is cool. This is something we've never done before. Um, if you heard the last challenge that we gave our contestants, we've given them something completely different than we've given them before. Usually we say, all right, go record a podcast, may, put it together and give it to us. Yeah. I like this that. Time, yeah. This time we gave them all the raw materials. We gave them an interview conducted by season one contestant, Joe Hood. Uh, he interviews Ashley and Jason from Geek History Lesson and the Red Shirt Diaries. <laughs> And uh, throws so many, like basically it's a, it's an interview where we, we made a list and said, all right, what are the, the most horrible things that happened during an interview with a, uh, uh, with a subject? Yeah. And we made sure that he did every single one of them in that interview. So number one, you're going to get the, the raw audio file from Joe's interview. And then later this week, you're going to get the interview, the edited interviews from our contestants. Mm -hmm. But what's cool about this is you can now take that, the, the file you get today Try and edit it yourself if you want to try being a, uh, you know, being an editor for a day and see how you do with editing the the podcast. So it was such uh, a dirty so little trick because they didn't know at first. I mean, I don't know how many figured it out as quickly as they figured it out that it was yeah. uh, done that way. But man, I didn't even know until I got halfway through those submissions. Oh, like, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. You should hear the and you should hear the raw audio. I mean, there's uh, we've got a, a dump truck that's backing up in the background <laughs> of one of them. At one point, he calls their show the wrong name. Um, oh, that part, yeah. I think they put it, somebody included the wrong name bit in there. I think segment. yes, exactly. So yeah. anyway, uh worth checking out. Uh that'll be up on the America's Next Top Podcaster feed, which is America's Next Top Podcaster.com. Nice. Yeah. That's excellent news. <clears throat> so do check that out, everybody. Let's get right into our news today. The important stuff. Sure. Sure. Did you know that esports gamers experience the same stress as pro athletes? A new study finds. Did you know really? that? Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Well, I'll, I'll explain. Professional athletes at the highest level re uh, regularly contend with not only fierce competition from opposing teams or individual athletes, but also intense psychological pressures ranging from performance anxiety, fear of failure, 
and tensions resulting from miscommunication, particularly in sports teams. Well, turns out professional gamers competing in major esports competitions experience those same stressors, according to a new study published by the International Journal of Gaming and Computer Meditated Simulations. Is it meditated? Come on. They're sitting down Mediated. the whole time. How stressed can they be? How stressed is, can you be is the, is the question. Right. Well, uh, yeah, uh, computer-mediated simulations. I, I meant, yeah, I said meditated. Oh, I meant, you said meditated. Yeah, yes. I meant me mediated. Anyway, sports psychology has uh, long been an active field, but applying it to esports is a relatively new area of research. So they're just getting started on this. This is from the University of Chichester in the UK. They're embracing... Oh. Uh, with its newly <laughs> with its newly launched BA Hans esports degree, uh, I don't know Hans. What it was. <laughs> I Hans. don't know what that is either. Hans, <laughs> Bubby. Oh, honor honors. Is oh. that what that's short for? H O N S. There's no period to bachelor's uh, of arts. That it's an abbreviation, but I believe it's an. Did you say honors. bachelor of arts and then H O N S? Maybe that's a thing in honor, the UK honors, that's like a, honors. honors. Yeah. I don't know. Or they call it honors instead of BA. I don't know. Bahons. Bahons. <laughs> That's the noise you make in some esports, isn't it? Bahons. Bahon. Oh, he just killed. Yeah. He captured the flag. Bahon. Uh First study of its kind. Uh, the objective was to gain a clearer understanding of just not the stresses of esports and how they face them, but also the coping strategies they use to deal with it. Uh, Birch said his colleagues decided to focus on Counter-Strike Global Offensive, or CSGO, to those familiar. <laughs> I like that they have to provide that. Oh, I guess because they used that abbreviation later. Okay, fine. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, because it is similar to physical team sports like football or rugby, except for the part where they're out, like, out on a field, I guess. Uh, it's a multiplayer first-person shooter game that pits teams against each other. Terrorists and counter-terrorists. The terrorists try to plant bombs and take hostages, for example, while the counter-terrorists strive to defuse those bombs and rescue any hostages. Uh, and both try to eliminate. Uh, both sides try to eliminate each other. Players do uh, that do well are rewarded after each round. Blah blah blah. The winning team takes home the pool. Uh, these competitions can range from seventy five thousand dollars up to one million dollars. More than more than three uh, hundred and eighty million people watch esports competitions in twenty eighteen alone. And according to the authors, it has become increasingly professionalized. So the idea is, uh, we should study it. You know. See what how what goes into it. We know the mentality. Yeah. We we studied tons of things like the mentality of football players and not just the physicality, but the the mental impact and all that stuff. So we're getting to a point, a critical mass. So it's time to you know look and see what this is doing to our kids. What's it doing? It's stressing our kids out. That Hearthstone battleground. Won't someone thinketh children? So uh, John Florida, nineteen sixty eight. I should just say John. FL 1968, I don't know. He says that um, uh, in the UK, a bachelor's or honors level covers degrees with titles such as Bachelor of Arts, BA Honors, Bachelor of Science, BSC uh, Honors, right? Oh, okay. That's, so it's basically, thing. sounds like it's, it's um, it can be used in place of saying a bachelor's degree is an honors degree. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Uh, they have something similar up here at the U now. I forget what it is though. It's an esports thing. I mean, they have degrees now for game design, but I don't know. I don't remember what the esports thing is. They're doing something similar to this up here because we innovate at the University of Utah. Come visit our campus, and we'll show you totally. why it's a great thing to do. Totally coolest logo ever. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, here we go. 
how about this? This is fun. A garbage collector in Thailand, or as my dad would say, Thailand. He always did. Thailand, yes. The yep. thighs. Never got that right. Never could do it right. Uh, the garbage collector over there found whale vomit worth over $100,000, this whale vomit. Oh, no. It just looked like this... some odd-looking trash to him, but it's some major money, Brian. Is this what ambergris? This is ambergris, right? I think so. Ambergris, yeah. yeah. It's uh, used in perfumes ambergris, and stuff. Is it pronounced ambergris? Ambergris. Uh, Ambergrombie and Fitch. Amber... I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those words that I learned at Syracuse that I never learned how to pronounce. Ambergris. Ambergris. Ambergris, is the color, the, ambergris is the color of your energy, is what I always say. <laughs> uh, Thailand garbage collector is about to make major banks. Somsak Boonrith. Ooh. He's in the fourth wing of the new raid opening this weekend. <laughs> Somsak. Oh, yeah. His, boy, the boss mechanic, you got to have, uh, you got to dual tank him and. Uh, oh. You got to switch off. His... You got you got stacks to worry about. It's a rough fight. Rough fight against Somsak Boonrith. Anyway, happened to stumble upon a large yellow wax-like mound on Tatur Tau Island in Su- in Sutan in the Thailand area. There, okay. uh, found out what it, uh, that it's actually this ambergris, a stomach mixture that comes from sperm whales. If you're still confused about what it is, it's basically whale barf. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the Daily Mail, the nearly five-pound glob is worth eighty thousand euros, or roughly one hundred and two thousand six hundred seventy-eight dollars. That's not roughly; that's specifically. That's very specific. One hundred and two thousand seven hundred sixty-eight. Yeah, you'd say roughly a hundred k or one hundred and two k. You don't give the dollar amount. I'm surprised there aren't pennies at the end of that. My gosh, these guys don't know what roughly means. Anyway, now as disgusting as this may sound, it's actually used for many perfumes that you spray on your body. Uh, when it comes to making this into a fragrance, it passes through many stages. When first regurgitated from the whale, it floats <laughs> to the surface of the ocean, giving off a foul smell, as one might expect. Once it's dried out, though, the smell becomes sweet, giving it a long-lasting effect that makes it a common ingredient in perfumes. The Natural History Museum is called Ambergris Floating Gold. It is, uh, it's unique uh, in its way and uh, its costly uses. Mm. So, So... Yum. But still, he uh, saw a a blob of yellow <laughs> stuff and decided to pick it up yep. and have it checked. Yep, he did. Okay. I guess. I mean, maybe you're on the look for it. That he doesn't. Say, the actual Somsack Boonrith doesn't have a lot to say. But uh, what made you decide to pick up that yellow blob and have it checked out? Yeah, Somsack. Yeah, Mr. Boonrith, Mr. Boonrith, or is it Mr. Somsack? I don't know which one's uh, surname over there. Thailand, uh, I think Thailand is is uh, family name last. All right, I really just I'm going to start using this when someone GURPS Korea, Korea is or yeah, Korea is Korea is for yes, Lee Song Lee Song Soo is Lee is first, and then yeah, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. my brother's name. Um, I'm going to write this name down. Hold on a second. I'm going to say. Somsack Boonrith. Okay, the reason I'm doing that is whenever I get into a game and I'm trying to pick a name, <laughs> and then my you know GURP is taken or all the my yeah. normal picks Somsack are taken. Somsack Boonrith is going to be your your new name. Yep, I'm going with Somsack Boonrith, <laughs> so that when I'm out there fighting in a in a battle royale or something, I can have somebody yelling on their mic, Somsack Boonrith, go left or whatever. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Sure. All right. Good. I've written it down. Uh, all right. Cool. A man. We have a man, man in the news. Man. Sure. Man. 
We haven't done powers in a while. What's man's powers? <laughs> Do you have one? Uh, boy, that, that, you, you've uh, come, completely caught me off guard. Man, uh, the ability to pee standing up. <laughs> That's a good power. Yeah. That works. Uh, uh, his weaknesses are shoe stores and uh, I don't know. <laughs> Any lady, lady clothing departments. <laughs> Uh, all right, a man. Lady clothing department, <laughs> changing rooms that don't have chairs in front of them. Excelsior! I did this the other day, and I was it was the stereotype of me sitting there with my wife's purse on my lap. Uh-huh, wow. And I look over, and there's another dude in the same boat, and we just kind of looked at each other in this very acknowledging way and then looked back at our feet for the rest of the time while we waited for Kim and his wife to do their thing. That's awesome. So quietly, just like kind of the, yeah, you too, huh? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. No words nice. were spoken. They didn't need to be. All right. Very Where was I? Oh, a man accidentally dropped his engagement ring in the sea while proposing to his girlfriend on a surfboard. You deserve it. You deserve it. If you're yeah. going to do a whacked out freaking idea like this, I do was not. He, be... Did he record it in hopes that it would go viral? I think he might have. I think it might exist in recorded form. Yeah. I'm not sure. Anyway, a man decided to get creative with his engagement by popping the will you marry me question to his lover while they were surfing the sea. I hate the term lover. Lover. Will you be my lover? It's such lover. like the 70s. Taylor Swift is trying to make uh, make that comeback. She's, she's, her new song is trying to make that word uh, come back. Really? Yeah. I it's think... the one that goes, da 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 you're my lover. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, like the song, the music stops and she just says, Lover. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta mark that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> okay. That's really good. Um, yeah. So don't make that come back. As far as I'm concerned, that died with the Spice Girls. With the, Taylor quit my, trying to make Lover a thing. Yeah, quit trying to make Lover a thing. Oh, died with the Spice Girls. I see what you did there. Yeah, that's the last time yeah. I heard it. If you want to be my lover, when's the last time you heard it in pop culture? It's been a long time. Uh, right. No, I can't think of it. You know, I mean, uh, before that, it was your Billy Ocean, and yeah, and of course, your Lover Boy, the band yeah. Lover Boy. Lover Boy actually had it in their name, sure. Uh, I can't think of anybody else. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. What's the what's the state whose motto? Virginia, right? Is uh, Virginia's for lovers? Oh, is it? I think that's Virginia, right? Is that it's Virginia? I uh, well, West Virginia is for sibling lovers. Just kidding, West Virginia. We love you. You're great. <laughs> You're great. We love you. You're not just meth and <laughs> you're not just meth and incest. I know. I know. Right. Right. Oh boy. All right. Good. Yeah. Get those emails coming. Um. All right. Where the hell was I? Oh yeah. So here's what happened when surfer couple Christopher Garth, age 38, and Lauren Oily, Oye, Oye. <laughs> How do you say that name? Oye. Uh, Oye. Oye. I think. Her, I don't know. She needs to be. Oh. Uh, she has every vowel, almost every vowel. She does. <laughs> like if she put a, if she put an A and a U in there, she'd have every vowel. She would, even the sometimes Y in her last name. Yep. She um and she no needs to, she needs to get that changed to Garth immediately. Gets just yeah. get rid of that old name. Anyway, they were recently were surfing in Honolulu, Hawaii. No one would uh, would, uh, would gave believe would yeah, have believed nice. is good what job, they meant. BBNG News. Yeah, good job, guys. Nice typo. Believe that Garth would propose to uh, her while they were on top of the surfboard. Well, that's how it happened. They surfed next, or sorry, Lauren and Garth. S <laughs> that's funny. They'll call her Lauren and him Garth because they don't want to say that last name. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, and Garth. Yeah. That's really Pardiono, stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Party on, Garth. What happened to my ring? Anyway, they surfed <laughs> the exact same spot uh, that they met years back. This is where they met. He dropped down on one knee on his board, took out the ring he'd been keeping in his little swimmy pocket, and then asked her to marry him. Garth had positioned the photographers to capture the moment, but was left did. stunned when his ring fell in the water. Uh, turned out the ring used in the proposal was a spare fake one. So they kept a... He was smart enough to keep the real one on shore. Well, that's, uh, that, which, which immediately now makes me say, staged. Yeah, this also immediately makes the story impotent. You know right, what I mean? It's, it's a completely... A completely banana, bananas, not bananas. Completely uh, but, uh, useless story. Yes, it's just dumb. It's like, oh, he was... Okay, here are your two scenarios. One, staged. Right. Two, if it's not staged, he was prepared with a fake ring knowing that it's possible you're going to lose the expensive one in the water. So this isn't a story. This is just either way, you lost a plastic ring that's not the real ring. Big freaking deal. Man plans ahead. (laughs) Coming up at 11. (laughs) Here's the next headline. Should be man uses story that is lame and impotent by the end on TMS. I am that man. Exactly. All right, we have another man. Let's do this man. I'm sure. I'm sure if there's video of this, it looks like he, it's. I'm sure it's totally staged. Uh, it appears like, oh, oh no, oh, <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh. Is he actually doing it? Wait a minute. This photo is this the photo of him doing it? Uh, of him it's proposing? Supposed to be because yes. that's kind of cool. Like if they're actually, I thought that they were like surfing out to kind of like a calm water area, but he's actually proposing while they're surfing. Yeah. While he's while he's going, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's the headline. Yeah, that's that should the, be the headline. You're right. That the man drops uh, planned garbage ring in water. Yep. Uh, while main real ring safe on shore. That's right. I totally agree. She said yes. By the way. Oh, good. Yeah. By the way, what is BBNG News? Uh, be the first to know. I'm sure. B, B BBNG. B. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, what what's BBNG? the second B. Second B would be, let's see, be the first to know. That can't be because the B, B, that's not B. it. I'm looking to see if there's a. Oh, uh, Bizarre News? Wait, no. No. Hold on. BBNG. BBNG News. Uh, we, uh, yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. I can't find it. We make typos, and then they spelled that right. wrong. I like this. For adverts and inquiries, they misspelled inquiries, news tip-off, no punctuation, send an email to our official email, bbngnews.gmail.com. We reply almost it instantly, but they put the (laughs) T in front of the M. Yeah, nice. Uh, BBNG Twitter, BBNG News, and Linstagram, BBNG News. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I I wish I was kidding. This is on there. This is on their last page on their uh, contact us page. Like it is so. What is the? What is even the site? What is the site? This is dumb. It's t- <laughs> it's got tons of stuff in here. Yeah, that's uh, it's a chum site. It's got to be a chum site. Yeah, I love that term for those ads that are at the bottom of pages. Oh, so accurate. It's yeah. Great. They got this one on here. Prince Andrew spotted heading for a meeting with his mother, Queen Elizabeth. After she sacked him from royal duties in the wake of the Jeffrey Epstein scandal. You know, I heard that news that he was sacked from his royal duties. And I thought, oh no, what will the world do without Prince Andrew doing his royal duties? Right. Who gives a poop? (laughs) What did he actually do? Nothing that matters. Nothing. 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 What did any of them do? Nothing. 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 
All right. They're just misguided Italians. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd love to know what his royal duties, quote unquote, were. Come on. No one needs the royals. The royals are stupid. I like the queen. She's nice, but whatever, man. And I guess we got a show out of it, which is good. Yeah. The crown's good. Yeah, and, and the queen, the I haven't mo- watched any of the new season, but uh, the movie's qu- the queen. That's very good. Sure, but uh, you know we could do without it. We're done with that. We don't need monarchs. These so are you're just- saying she's just really just there for our entertainment? Purely. Yeah. What else is it? There's no governance <laughs> happening. <laughs> Sacks from they, her there's royal something duties. that they still that she still has uh, the ability to determine or or. Um, legislate isn't there isn't there something that they i mean what are they i don't know do they go and uh when the new prime minister is, is voted a, this for is a good zoe brings bacon question yeah maybe she the queen still have the power to bring bacon <laughs> <laughs> she lays it over each shoulder and then knight you that's how it works she could technically oust a canadian prime minister if it came to us says the question here <laughs> if really it, really that's a she could do that a Canadian prime. Oh, minister. she can break a tie in Parliament. Yes, that actually that that is true. I do remember. I remember seeing that. Well, you can come up with another way there. There's another way. Like we have I a am vice. the official tiebreaker. <laughs> Philip, come here, Philip. We're doing we're doing it again. We're breaking a tie, Philip. Philip. Right. I just assume she's always yelling for Philip. Uh, of course. Uh, final story. This is also about a man. So we're gonna do our final man story. Okay. Okay. Not forever, I just mean for today. There'll be plenty of men in the future, don't worry, men. Sure. Boy, man man gets around is uh, the theme of today's show. Man is all up in it. Uh, All right, Man Without Pants. It's a great band. They were were gone too soon. Just love Man Without Pants. Uh, (laughs) You can freeze if you want to. (laughs) I'm not wearing pants right now. My wiener's hanging out. All right, here we go. Man without pants went to homes asking for a phone charger, says the Arlington police. Oh, uh, well, just had no headline. pants on. Man without pants nor phone charger <laughs> went to homes. <laughs> uh, you're right. You're right. We can just write the stuff ourselves. Um, let's yeah. see. A man walked up to Arlington police wearing a jacket, no pants, in near freezing temperatures at the Arlington neighborhood. That he was in. He's also in custody now as a result, facing driving and uh, driving while intoxicated charges. Um, although he's all the stories about him walking. But anyway, a man had been going uh, to residences asking for a phone charger Wednesday night at the Arlington neighborhood. The own, uh, one homeowner told Arlington police when they arrived that the man was naked. They identified the suspect as Walid Taha. He's 27. He's from Irving, Texas. Okay. Texas, right? Uh, Starlington, Arlington. Uh, yeah, if it's Arlington, not Arlington Heights, then Texas. The Star Telegram. I've been to the Star Telegram. Where is that? It's not in Arlington, though. It's the. Oh, yeah, look. The Fort Worth Star Telegram. Oh, okay. Still Texas, then. All right, we got this yeah, right. Dallas, Dallas, Fort Worth area. Uh, this guy was knocking on all these doors. While they were searching for him, Arlington police came across a parked vehicle that was blocking a roadway near Wax Wing Drive. Hmm. Don't don't uh, start any fires there. You'll melt I bet uh, bet he's got uh, you know, bet he's got a USB port in his car that he could probably have plugged into. Yeah, what's that about? Maybe it was an old yeah. car. I don't know. Oh man, I had the weirdest dream about you the other night, but I can't remember the details. I know it had to do with a giant, one of those giant Oldsmobiles your grandpa would have. And really? You, and you? Yeah. 
somehow you were in this dream. I should have written it down because I woke up in the middle of the night going, why is that a dream? And it was you, this giant boat of a car built in the 70s. <laughs> and it was like one of those just huge, you know, you know the yeah. kind I'm talking about. Yeah, like an Oldsmobile 88. Right? Yeah, like, like that, you know. like your grandpa would want. And uh, and you were in it and maybe some other people were in it. And I don't remember anything else about this dream. It hmm. just all got taken away as soon as I woke up or shortly after. I should have written it down immediately because good show content comes no from kidding. Dreams. Yeah, I always like to I like to hear about the the times I'm in your dreams. And I don't know why you were there or why this car played a part. I mean, that, that those are the two prominent memories is you in this car and uh -huh. I was in it somehow. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, that reminded me right. of that. Um, let's see. Officers did the sobriety test. He was later arrested. He was super drunk, and he's now currently in jail facing a DWI charge. You get a DWI? <laughs> no, he needs scooters. <laughs> no, he needs scooters. Well, he may, he may you have to. drive your scooters wearing a jacket and no pants. <laughs> he may have to. They're not going to. They'll probably take his license away, so he may have to resort yeah. to scooters. Anyway, there's that guy. That's your news. Man, oh. what a full plate of daily news we've given today. Yeah, and boy, uh, if you're if you're man yeah. then uh i feel bad for you because you had a really rough day man yeah. sorry man good job though woman you've done well all right brian we're gonna take a break when we come back my sister wendy the therapist will be here we're gonna talk about how to this is like our annual look at how to deal with a hard family at the thanksgiving dinner oh yeah because we got thanksgiving coming up in a week and i don't know here in the u.s we're kind of famous for awkward dinners with people we are frustrated with so we'll talk about that <laughs> Yeah, when like we come back. But before that, a song. Brian brought it. He'll now tell us about it. What is it? Yeah. Um, so back to Australia. I uh, don't know what the deal is, why I've been getting a lot of Australian indie music lately. Uh, but but I've got another one. G Flip. Her real name is... G Flip. Uh, oh, shoot. Where is it? I had this in here. I love that name. G Flip. Yeah, it's short for... You know, like her last name is Filippo and her first name is Georgia or something like that. Anyway, she is a Melbourne artist. Um, boy, she is just having a great year because of this brand new album that she released called About Us. Yeah. Um, she's been nominated for three ARIO awards, including Best Breakthrough Artist and Best Independent Release. Uh, it's it's uh, good stuff. Hope you enjoy it. Here is her song About You. Here's G Flip.
guys let's talk about pitney bows shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than it is right now with send pro online from pitney bows with send pro online from pitney bows it's just a click send and save for as low as four dollars 99 cents a month that's 4.99 a month it's crazy send envelopes flats and packages right from your desk and you are back to business in no time and for being a listener of tms that's the morning stream you'll receive a free 30-day trial that you can get started with right away and to help you get started even further, a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SimPro Online. Again, starting at just $4.99 a month. Qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping. Calculate exact postage online and print from your PC or Mac. Go to pb.com TMS to access the special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com TMS. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of SimPro Online from Pitney Bowes. I was too excited to sleep, for I'd just seen the first performance of Paul Osborne's On Borrowed Time. Here was a beautiful play, 
brimful of humor and affection. It was one of the best plays of that season, and it's one of the best for you now. I mean, random. The Morning Stream. Donde está la biblioteca? Welcome back, everybody, to the program. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. We're going to call Wendy now. Yeah. Right what are we going to call her? At the click of 10. Um, I'm going to call her... Call her Sis. Sis. Should we do that? I've sis. never hey, done sis. that. Not once. Hi, you, Sis. Not yeah, let's one, see how she reacts to that. Not one time in my life have I referred to any of my three sisters as Sis, so this is going to be interesting. Cool. Yeah, I like this. We'll see what she says. She's showing us What's shaking, line. sis? Hey, <sighs> hey, sis. Or cuz. I've never said cuz, you know, like uh-huh. cousin. Uh-huh. Uh, to refer to a cousin or anyone else for that matter. I'm trying to think if there's any other version of that. Yeah. What are you I gonna don't want to say anything because I don't want to tip off anything, but do you think it'll phase her? Uh yeah, she's gonna be she's gonna go, what? Why did or, you call me sis? She's gonna be like, what are you doing? Like, Wah. she just she always has a slight annoyance with me my whole life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because Oh no, we hear that every week. Yeah. <laughs> like right as soon as as soon as she answers. It's a complicated relationship because we're very close, Wendy and I. We always have been. Um but at the same time, I think I annoy her in a capital way. Like I think uh-huh. I I think I vex her because I'm the I'm a little weird in the in the family. And I and I just have a feeling sometimes that, that that's how that goes. Wendy, are you there? Oh, it's ringing. I see the ringing, the ring of ringing. Happening. The ring, the what is it? The what do we call that? The uh, uh, circle of speaking, uh, the glowing or? rings of speakage. Yeah, the glowing <laughs> rings of speakage. Does that was so, Daryl uh, called it that or someone? How about a clarification while we're waiting? Yeah. Uh, apparently, yesterday I did a show uh, celebrating, uh, you know, as a as a tribute to the founder of the Jay Giles Band, a guy named Jay Giles. Yeah. Um, he he died apparently two and a half years ago. Oh. <laughs> 2017. Oh. All I can think of is that I must have been listening to a rerun of a Howard Stern episode over the weekend where where from 2 years ago where they talked about his passing. That's the only thing I can think of that must have triggered me thinking that he died this last weekend is is that oh. uh, Weird. It must have been a rerun. Okay. Well then uh good correction. Yeah, but you know what? Uh yeah, there's there's my correction. And uh, long time coming, apparently. I shouldn't have been doing the show. So, <laughs> How did we miss the Jay Giles passing? How did that happen? I don't know. I don't Because it's not Peter Wolf. I mean, Peter Wolf is the person everybody knows from the Jay Giles band because he's the lead singer. Right. Wait, isn't that also the kid in uh, the Disney? Oh, no, I'm thinking of something else. Christopher Ross. Peter, Peter, Christop- Peter and the Wolf? No, I was thinking, no, maybe. I was conflating it because I think I was thinking of uh, of Christopher Robin some, for some reason. And then oh. his name was Peter. I don't know why. And then, and then Peter Wolf came to the three-acre wood. Uh, Peter Wolf. All right. Well, Wendy's not answering, so I'm going to check with her and see. Yay, we found her. That was weird. Yay. I don't think it was ringing on your end for some reason, but it was. It wasn't. Yeah. It's, it's done that a few days, uh, last couple of days for people. I don't know why. It's very odd. You might have yeah. some setting, like do not disturb setting or that's on that you don't know about or something. I don't know. Uh, hey, sis, how are you? 
I'm good, bro. How are you? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I told you. See, we had this little thing before the thing that if I call, I've never called you or Misha or Tara sis in my life. And yeah. so Brian wanted to Very see what weird. would happen if you did it. <laughs> I was wondering how you'd react. Yeah, and the way you reacted is exactly what I expected, which was like just right back at me. Like, okay, bro, <laughs> okay, here's bro. the thing I never say. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that yeah. was good. little experiment okay. we had there. Well handled. Yes. Yeah, Famil- familial experiment. Predictably myself. There we go. Indeed. All right, I got to play your thing. Something wrong, Batman. Has anybody seen Wendy? Barnacles in a wad. Here she is. It's Wendy, everybody. One week before <laughs> the hallowed American holiday known as Thanksgiving, where the pilgrims came over in their dumb outfits and gave all the natives uh, smallpox. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> That's what we're celebrating. And they, and they responded by sharing their corn. That's what I know about the, the my memories of all things history tells me Nailed that. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, failed it is right. All right, anyway, uh, the reason I bring all that up is because that holiday is also famous here. I think maybe, well, certainly it's our it's a U.S. holiday, so probably only here. But I'm sure if you went to like Thanksgiving and the Canadian Thanksgiving, you might run into this. I don't know. But it's a time for extended family and people you haven't seen in a while or people that maybe you even avoid throughout the rest of the year. Uh, you're all coming together around the table uh, to have a meal and, and to be annoyed about the topics that come up or right. or the Don't things people say. With the long list that everybody gets before they show up of uh, which subjects cannot be brought up at dinner. Right. Uh, those might be politics. They might be religion. They might be any of those, you know, hot button can't, can't issues. bring up what happened last Thanksgiving, Uncle Dave. Yeah, Uncle Dave. <laughs> Never speak of Uncle Dave and his thing again. See? So... So all of that, uh, for, you know, for me every year it was, uh, <laughs> Wendy will probably understand where I'm coming from on this, but it was always, I always dreaded what dirty, dirty joke Uncle Joel was going to pull me aside and tell me in my ear. Yeah. He did that every wow. time we got together. Go, Scott, Scott, I got one. I got one for you. I got one for you. Oh, and he was like, I was like nine or 10 when I remember these happening. And he would pull me aside and go, you know what happens when you take a prostitute and mix it with a frog or, you know, whatever it was, like some... <laughs> Some weird, you know, thing. Wait, finish the joke. I don't, there's no joke. I'm just making it up. <laughs> but he would do that and with his big ponytail and his, I never left the 60s attitude. And, and I would, and I, you know, I never, I mean, half the time I wouldn't even get it. But then like two years later, somebody would like say something. I'd say, oh, that's like a joke my my uncle told me. And I would say the joke. They're like, oh my gosh, you can't say that in a polite company. Like <laughs> he was just always saying something. So that was always like a thing I dreaded a little bit. Um, yeah. Just because it was weird. And then. Uh, I would dread the weird underlying. Uh, f- I always felt like mom and Susan were ready to just go at it. <laughs> like it just always felt like they were going to fight any second. And I don't know why it was like an underlying passive aggressive tone that just kind of lived in their relationship. Uh, she's my aunt, her, her little sister basically. And uh, I just always felt like they were ready to go to blows over something dumb. Like the stuffing isn't moist enough or something dumb like that. Right. So anyway, I, I've over explained this, but the, the point is we all have this. It's a thing. So here's our, a chance for us. We've done a little of this before, but a chance for us to talk about how to, I don't know, broach the event in such a way that perhaps uh, makes it a more joyous event, less frustrating or less uh, yeah, or contentious. Even, even diffusing techniques. If somehow the wrong topic gets brought up and you, you know, you want to kind of, uh, steer the conversation back towards 
mm, this is good stuffing. Yeah, like if let's just use an example. Let's say we all got together and Uncle Joel stood up and went, Donald Trump eats babies for breakfast. And then somebody <laughs> who's totally pro-Trump would stand up and go, wow, that's only because Obama ate fetuses for breakfast. <laughs> You know, like whatever. You're both wrong. They eat them both all day long for every meal. Right. But in those cases, and this kind of stuff happens, like we have, I have a, hmm, I don't know how much I should say, but I have somebody on, well, let's say one of the sides of the family, say it that way. Okay. Who, By the way, before we even get into this. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, no. You know what? Finish that. Finish that because this, this, this will fit afterwards. All so. right. So my thinking or my, my deal was this. I've had somebody actually say the words to me. Uh, boy, and this is in the context of the time it happened, so I think some years ago, but said to me, boy, I'd sure like to go over to the Middle East and kill me some hajis myself. Okay? To my face said these words, expecting me to go, yeah, wouldn't that be great? Let's gun up and get over there. Like, I don't know what they expected me to do. But I was so, like, and that was at a Thanksgiving. And I remember thinking, I can't enjoy the cranberry stuff now. How can I enjoy this? I can't enjoy this turkey. Like, I kind of went full Seinfeld on it. I really couldn't enjoy it after that. So so I guess there's my uh, there's my introduction. Wendy, uh, let's talk about it. How do you want to, how do you want to, what angle are we taking today on this? Well, back it up. Brian, what were you going to say? Oh, oh yeah, well, geez, God. Now, after what Scott said, it feels, uh, <laughs> uh, I, had a, I had a distraction technique that you could use. It's a joke. It's a Thanksgiving joke. You say, uh, uh, why did the cranberries cross the road? And then they say, why? And you say, to get to the other side's. Uh, ah, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So that's, yeah. there's your distraction technique if you need one, but, uh, please let's get to actual real help. Yeah. yeah. Wendy's, okay. Wendy's lack, it's distinct lack of laughter does not hurt your joke. Ryan. <laughs> no, I, I don't take that at all as, okay. uh, 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 no, it, yeah, no, I was listening. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I was actually thinking of something else. That was rude. Um, but your joke, I'm sure, was great if you it, want to repeat it. Was it was very good. Um, it was dad jokey. It was awesome. Dad jokey. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, real quick, the I think your southern accent might have given away which family side it was on. <laughs> so right. careful. Um, okay. <clears throat> so this is, I think, <laughs> if memory serves, this might be the eighth time we've had this discussion because we do this every Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's like a it's a yeah. it's a tradition, it's a tradition here. Yeah, like like Thanksgiving itself. Sure. We talk about how do you handle the family thing, and I think as time has gone on, I mean, the first time we talked about it, I was with our extended family having Thanksgiving, but I haven't been for the last five years. Yeah, it's right. been my sixth year. Wow. Uh, anyway, um, so I don't have any of these problems. I just go hang out with friends I like and we eat good food and then we go home. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally amazing. So which I think Friendgiving or whatever the oh, takeover was, yeah. Friendsgiving, yeah. you know, was it kind of a response to some of this because it, because it's complicated. Um, but it's not really Thanksgiving that, that is the problem or Christmas dinner or New Year's Eve parties. It's, you know, there's this, there's a lot of dynamics that go on in families. And the more we, we sort of spread out and have individual lives as sort of modern people do, you're less sort of, I guess, ready or calloused or tolerant of it when it sort of is thrust upon you and you have a whole day where you're like sitting around and the only thing you have in common at that moment is what you're eating. Right. Mm -hmm, right. Um, so and I think it's, you know, it gets triggered for a lot of people. And so let's talk 
briefly about just some options to not go. Ooh. I mean, we haven't really talked about this before. We always talk about, oh, you have to go and you go and then let's tell you how to survive it, which yeah. we can, we'll also cover. Okay. But let's just talk about this idea of like, when should you not go? Interesting. So what, I mean, maybe have either of you skipped a family function because you just couldn't even, you know, like um, what has happened to I'm trying to remember. Oh, we might be skipping it this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember <laughs> if we ever did anything like that for like like Christmas stuff. We can't because mom would kill us if there's a mom right. thing we're supposed to go to. The thing is, she's bailed on us multiple times, um, right. so I can't really count those. But it's always funny how <laughs> they're happy to bail and go to Miami or New York where where family is. But when we do it, it's you know somehow we've <laughs> we're besmirching the very Johnson name. But but anyway. Um, I think uh, I'm trying to think one example of this. Actually, I don't really good, have a good one. This year, a bunch of people for Thanksgiving all have really sort of disparate plans. And yeah. so we're doing pre-Thanksgiving dinner with mom and the family this Sunday at Misha's. And then I think it's Saturday. You should double. Check. I meant Saturday. That's what I meant. It's, bef <laughs> it's before the uh, sorry. It's Sunday. We have Kim's. That's what it is. Kim's family is Sunday. Ours is Saturday. And we're all doing it early because everybody's going to be split in different directions. So on actual Thanksgiving this year, for the first time ever, it's just me, Kim, Nick mm. Carter, uh, not Nick Carter, boy band of fame, <laughs> Nick and Carter, uh, um, Taylor, Dylan, and the baby. I and mean, then we're going to have just the immediates. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to it because it doesn't usually happen this way. But we're still fitting it in. Like this whole weekend is just nothing but a nonstop barrage of of early Perfect. Thanksgivings, yeah. So it's a lot of that meal. I mean, it really is. You think you want it more, but do you really want it three times in a week? Right. Ooh. I mean, the closest I can get to avoiding it, and I don't really necessarily want to. I want to, you know, Misha's doing a big thing. Kim's making the turkey. Like it's going to be good. Um, but the funeral, you know, the the stuff we talked about last week with Danny Workman's passing. Uh, yeah. Her funeral is this Saturday, uh, which means I have to leave the family thing early to go to it, and then. I think it'll be over by the time we're done. So there is still a little bit of that going on. But anyway, right. to answer your question, I've never outright avoided it, but sometimes you get lucky and <laughs> the offending parties are somewhere else that year or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. You and you never quite know. Yeah. Well, and I would, I mean, if we had to rank our family Thanksgiving dinner against some people's, I think it's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty funny. You know, we had... Byron peeing his pants a few times. Oh, I mean, there were things. Great. Byron peeing his pants was always good. This is Byron is my grandma's <laughs> was... boyfriend, just for for the for the context, and he was great because the Brian. This is the guy I told you about when we went to the the care home and knocked on the door, and the uh, red haired lady came to the door looking all disheveled and half dressed. Oh. Yes, and then right. Byron walked up, and his his upper half was like Hardigan. a sweater and everything, yes. but below that was <laughs> Doodle was out. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so there was there was always something funny to laugh at, but you know, I don't think we've ever had. <laughs> I mean, we this is like pre political fighting at Thanksgiving. Like, we never. I don't think that was ever a thing. For us, not really, no. Or if it was, we were ignoring it because we were too busy trying yeah. to see who could burp the quietest and stuff like that. Right. Like we had right. a weird. Wendy and I would. Wendy and I were. Well, I won't speak for you, but for for me, Wendy was like my salvation from the adult side of Thanksgiving because I knew that we were just going to goof off. 
Like we would we'd have this contest: who could burp the quietest without an adult noticing? Uh, who could win at the stupid pull the uh, what's the bone called? Wishbone apart thing. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, jokes the whole time. Like that. That I, that was where that was Thanksgiving to me. And as far as I know, the parents and the aunts and uncles and stuff were going all out on on politics and religion. I don't know because I yeah, kind of I ignored it. Um, so that's one way to do it, by the way, is ignore it. <laughs> Yeah, be a trial. Well, okay, so take this idea of like, I must go. There is some, there's some real power in, listen, I'm all like, yay families, don't get me wrong. But I think there's toxicity sometimes that obligation to be somewhere and sit through something might actually make some of your relationships worse. And and sometimes people just need permission to, to not. Like, you do have the flu, don't go, yeah. or say you have the flu. But sometimes for your own well-being, there are years maybe you ought to skip some things or figure out a way to have maybe different boundaries um, for your own benefit. And and I don't know, maybe no one needs to hear this and everyone just needs to hear the other, like how do I get through it? But I think sometimes there are folks who um, don't recognize that they actually do have options, especially when they're adults. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe when you're 10, you don't have a great option there. but. When you're an adult and you, it's going to harm you, maybe harm your your partner. It's going to be, you know, a kind of thing that like you don't know how to handle in a way that is healthy for everyone. Um, you know, consider other options. And maybe it's too late. Everyone already has their plans. But um, I just feel like sometimes people need permission a little bit to just really consider themselves and the health of the the sort of unit versus I do this because my mom will kill me. Well, maybe there's something in there. It's not <laughs> like, the whole it's the whole trip to the, it's all that car car ride to Abilene thing, right? Where oh, right. Yeah. everybody thinks they want to do it but truly nobody does. <laughs> like but they're all yeah. doing it because they think they're supposed to do it. I think our I, well, this is probably everybody's family, but I think our extended family is is always on that in that car. <laughs> We're always driving to Abilene. It feels like, and uh, it's when somebody says, "Yeah, I don't, I don't want to go," or "I don't want to be a part of this." There is a tendency for people to kind of turn on them. So, would you say the way to do it is just like plan a trip and then just go on your trip and just not be there, <laughs> or say, "Ah, oh, you know what? Six months ago we planned to be in Vegas on Thanksgiving. Sorry, everybody." Or, like, how do you do it without? you becoming now this weird, let's call you the the gray sheep. Mm -hmm. I do think there is, there is a difference between, "Eh, I just don't feel like going and like make a little sacrifice for your family because they want to see you. You know, I'm not talking about that. Right. Um, I'm talking more about like real dysfunction and toxicity and pain. And it's, you know, all the clients who call me in January, basically. Right. Like it really is, very difficult for them. Is that a thing, by the um, way, that you get a bunch of, you get an uptick in January from people? Oh, yes. Oh, that's very crazy. Much so. yeah. Which is kind of nice in the sense of, it's like I keep holiday hours as well because everyone else is keeping yeah, holiday hours. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, it's not like I have a, yeah, and, and summer tends to be, people do a lot better in the summer. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it's kind of nice. But anyway, January is when they go, <gasps> let me start about, let me first talk about Thanksgiving. You yeah. know, they, they're sort of, going back to and and what it does and the reason this happens is so there's the like oh i don't want to drive that far or is uncle joel going to be there and tell dirty jokes or whatever but what i'm getting at is sort of the there's already some 
significant dysfunction that you have distanced yourself from and you're starting to maybe feel healthier and have better boundaries and et cetera. And going back is just incredibly difficult because we tend to get back in the roles we've always been in when we get put in those situations. Right. Um, I always laugh at, at Adam's family because they're like pecking order of age. They don't live their lives that way, but when they're all together, I suddenly go, whoa, oldest son, here we go, youngest daughter, okay. And and everyone kind of plays their job mm. and they all seem a little annoyed by it, but it's it's something that just kind of happens naturally, right? Versus, um, so some of that happens, you get home, you feel like a kid again. You feel like, you feel some of the feelings that maybe you've worked really hard to work through. And so that can be very triggering. Uh, for other people, maybe you're already just so enmeshed and it's problematic and you need a break. And There's all sorts of versions. I don't know what everyone, of course, their story is. But just to consider um, having a boundary yeah. and and figuring out what that may look like. That may mean we're sick when we're not sick in order to s- salvage your mental health. Right, you know? right. Uh, I'm not saying, telling everyone to lie about stuff, but, you know, and, and don't lie because you're lazy. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm getting at, let's, like, figuring out how to protect yourself. Yeah, if, if every time you go, you get, a, you get a lecture from your mother-in-law, for example, about the same thing, and she just pounds it into you every time, and she is not, you know, you're learning from that interaction, but she's not. Like, she's just not seeing any side but her side, or whatever it is. Like, maybe that one year, you, you could feel justified in saying, yeah, we're we're not we're not going this year, you know, right. and in my mm-hmm. case, I'm the, here's my problem, Wendy. All right. You're I lazy. tend to be the one who speaks up and then takes a lot of heat for it. So like if somebody says to me, or if I see something happen, I'm like, that sucks. You shouldn't do that. Everyone else kind of go, Oh, I can't believe it. I'm really glad he said that, but I'm glad it wasn't me that said that. But I'm really glad he said <laughs> And then I, I look like the, you know, the a-hole for a while. Um, uh-huh. and I'm used to it. It's fine. See, I've never, ever seen, ever, ever seen it like that. Right. Well, it's cause you've been gone a lot and I don't mean that in a net pejorative way. I just mean that in the last, I don't know, six, seven years, I feel there are, there are definitely times where it feels like I am the only one saying anything, yeah. anytime, anywhere. <laughs> and it's usually just me just being honest. Because Misha doesn't ever want to f- ruffle any feathers. She wants to make sure everything's cool. And I don't blame her. She's the sweetest person on the planet. And she's, she doesn't want the conflict. And I get it. And she and she works to not have it. She accommodates and all that. Other people have their you know their own takes on it. But in my case, I'm like, bah! This is dumb. Why are we doing it this way? This is dumb. And then like, oh, I can't believe Scott thinks it's dumb. Well, everyone thinks it's dumb. It's just Scott saying something about it. And so, well, and maybe it's related to that I am actually not there because I feel like that's what I do. You do it as well. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to yeah, get, so get at. More on Scott to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I was, alone. I was going to say that when you're here, it's usually you. It's either it's one of the two of us or both. And I don't know why that is, uh, but it is. Like those right. that, for whatever reason those that's the role we sort of have, and and we yeah. do it. Now I'm we also sometimes alone. just suck it up and do the thing that's best for somebody and we don't you know we we because that's the right thing to do but i do think there are times you know i don't, I don't want to get into that story but there's a story i could tell anyway i but there, there are times where it just feels like the right thing to do was to say something and to like get it out there and let that thing have some air and usually what'll happen when i do that is everyone gets real quiet and then about 
four days later, I get a text from somebody who's now back in Phoenix or something going, hey, I just want you to know, I think it's great that you brought that up. That was really good. <laughs> chickens. You're yeah, all chickens. Chickens. Bunch of chickens. Anyway. But, I know. But, but, well, I mean, but, it, but there is a skill. There is a skill in knowing when to do that and when not to do that, I guess is my right, point. Right. Right. And if everyone is having that feeling and they're all saying it, that's a lot of different people saying their thoughts out loud. And that's just a fun Thanksgiving dinner, right? Yeah. So, so maybe one of the strategies is everyone just doesn't on Thanksgiving. I mean, part of it is like really open, honest communication is most families don't have that as a strong point, Yeah. right? It's often little dumb miscommunications about you brought the wrong thing or, you know, whatever. Um, and then we all just have to smile and act like it's fine and really you're mm -hmm. frustrated. Or So there's normally things like that, right? right? But really honest, open, like this is what we're you, you wouldn't have it flare up at Thanksgiving because you would have dealt with it before. So I think that's partly why it's like, it's like everyone's on the hot plate kind of situation. Sure. So, so I just wanted to throw out, there's an option of, Hey, don't go, but don't be blaming me when everyone in your family hates you. <laughs> I'm just saying that right. having some permission to make decisions for your well being is, is option is an option. And if you come from a kind of abusive, emotional background, that, option feels like something that doesn't ever exist but it does it really does and yeah. a lot of people will talk about just finally finding healing when they have enough time away from that family <laughs> dynamic it gives them enough time to get on their own feet and then sometimes they can go back to the family and reconnect so i've i've had a lot of clients do that um sort of take a year or two break from communicating with certain members of their families and a lot of really good stuff can happen from that but it has to be done the right way because right. i think the the not right way no one's working on their things and no one's working to communicate later that break turns into 50 years you know right so oh, yeah. so there's that sensitive don't quote me on any of that okay so now we'll get to the what to do when you are there yeah because you went anyway because you went um, anyway because yeah. <laughs> your wife made you and you know you're just gonna do it right. um so let's just take let like help you guys help me identify. You've seen movies or maybe your own experience. What are the linchpin moments in a Thanksgiving day that is where you're gonna run into conflict, run into the oh my gosh, get me out of here. I hate this moment. Give me some sense of what you guys think those are. Touch, you can make them up. Touch football with very competitive relatives. Ooh, okay. Oh, yeah. Mean, so actually the outside, going outside and playing football as opposed to watching the oh, the game. Right, yeah. <laughs> because because when Wendy was, especially when Wendy was here. Cowboys fan. <laughs> sure, exactly. That could be a conflict too. But when Wendy was here yeah. before she went to Sweden and pretty much every year, you, Wendy would always kind of spearhead the, hey, let's go out and play touch football. And we always did, and it was great. And I feel like nobody does that anymore since you left, by the way. That's right, because I'm the only child in the family. Yeah, you're the only I'm kid. The rest you're of the your only own one. Yeah. yeah, no, I was. I missed that. That was a lot of fun. But but yeah, so maybe somebody is just like rough and is ruining. Feels like they ruin that tradition, right? Because they just throw fits or throw seriously. balls at children. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> so there's an example. So so let's let's like name that the a personality. Right, so a particular personality combined with a certain situation. Maybe they're nice otherwise, but they're just like awful when you're playing football. Okay, so I've set that aside. Okay. I'm gonna keep keep going. What else, where else are these sort of crossroads uh, where? Uh, how about, how about I mean, usually uh, while the food is the food is being served, seems like everybody's happy and calm and cool and yes, 
Yeah. So everyone's yeah. when they're hungry, right? So yeah, that the right, hunger yeah. before is problematic, sure. Yeah. Sure. But then it's the after uh like, oh, you want to play a game? Yeah, sounds good. And we start playing a game and then something comes up of like, oh, you know, those, uh, those, you know, snowflakes. <laughs> yeah. Something like that will happen. And you know what? It's the type of game. If you bring a game where people have to, um, communicate clues to each other, like, uh, code names or taboo or things like that, where, where they've got to use their phrase, like phrases that mean something to them to communicate. Yes. Their teammate to say a word. So way better to play something like uh, Parcheesi, where it's dice and moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you could you could actually plan to keep out of games where you're like writing the name of a famous person on a piece of paper, putting right. it in a bowl, and then acting out who they are. You know, like it could trigger way more because you have different people's views. Yep. Okay. Good. Right. So just Chinese checkers and Parcheesi and sure. That'll keep things easy. Now, now here's where it gets tough. Those same, some of those same people. You're done eating. Everyone's on the couch, chilling, whatever. Um, there's like a, maybe there's a football game on or something, and then somebody makes a play, and you're like, "Oh, that was that was cool." And somebody who does not like that team or that player says like maybe a you know barely veiled sort of racial comment about them. Because their yeah. their black player gets you know oh I, yeah that guy well you know why they run faster like somebody does that let's say then what then what because <laughs> this happens to me this happens on the southern side of my family all the time and I don't know what to do about it because I don't I just, what do you of, do part of me wants to go dude you are a racist turd don't say stuff like that and knock it off you're just trying to get everybody to react you know I want to say something like that but why don't you um. I mean, I have before. The answer is I have. And usually it, how do I put this? There's a combination of of that being done and it's combined with a little bit of a culture on that side of the family where people like to dust things under the rug and not talk about it. Sure. So, you know, something happened way back when the great-grandfather owned a chicken farm and there was some dark dark family secret that nobody wants to talk about. And they just won't talk about it. Um, you just can't get them to say anything. And if you start to bring it up, you know, <laughs> there are times where my mother-in-law will just look. I'll, I'll say something that's hard for her to hear, and she'll look at the sky and go, "This is amazing weather we're having." And she'll say that yeah. immediately after I say it. She's in the living room and doesn't. Yeah, she'll. That kind of thing will happen. It's like, oh, look over here. They don't want to talk about the hard stuff. And one shiny. Of, yeah. And one of the hard things is there might be somebody in the room who's a little bit, you know, whatever. And so it's hard to, it's hard to 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 face that. And here's the thing: I don't have a problem saying it. What happens though is the entire event is now. Uh oh, Scott said something, and now mm-hmm. now there's this thing hovering around where it would have been easier for people to just sort of pretend he didn't say it yeah 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 so i i don't know the answer to that i don't know yeah it's tricky and part of it is you have to decide what do you want to do do you want to take down thanksgiving or not um and and here's the thing that's why some people just can't do it because they can't listen to someone do those things that person might be doing it on purpose to get someone riled up like you know it's people have find that fun i'll tell you what carter did can i tell you what carter did when someone said something racist or sexist or something i can't remember what it was she's pretty you know, tough 22 year old, uh, broad, if I can use an old term that no one uses anymore. <laughs> and, uh, sure. 
she stands she that. she hears it and she stands up and goes no okay and walked and went into the kitchen to help so yeah, she kind of she kind of made a statement without saying anything. Really. It's okay, boomer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? it's okay. Kinda... Kind of an okay, boomer, a little bit. Although yeah. in this case, it was okay, racist Gen Xer. Anyway, but right. yeah. she she just <laughs> okay, sort of Karen. got up and left, and I thought, yeah, and I just kind of thought, oh, all right, maybe that's how to do it. That's an option. And he's yeah, a, he mean, is really just... super annoyed by that and doesn't really you know like it and like her as a result because he knows that she just doesn't like him for all the things he says but i you know it's that or just sit there and twiddle your thumbs and act like it's fine i don't know or it's that and you do some deep therapy right there and just be like what is this really about for you yeah i dare you to do that um anyway okay maybe i will <laughs> what's maybe it all about? look i have three i have three thanksgivings in a row coming up i've got ample yeah, opportunity so many chances okay we should everyone in the chat room give scott a dare for each one of those. <laughs> that's oh, a bad geez. idea that's no, do it. Idea. I love, I love that. That'd be so funny. But, yeah. Okay, so but let's get to like that. What you're describing is this. There's a 15 minute rule here. Yeah. In 15 minutes, no conversation is gonna get so deep. There's no way to get out. Yeah. No conversation is gonna get so racist. Well, it could. I'm not saying it's impossible, but like, so here's a thought. If you are in a house, you don't really want to be there. You have an alarm go off on your phone every 15 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and so every fifteen minutes you have oh I got to take this call because <laughs> your, your whatever you have an escape built in every single every fifteen minutes and if you don't need it you don't need it you just buzz it turn it off and there we go right. and then you have another fifteen minutes okay. <laughs> but nothing is ever gonna get so bad in that short amount of time where you don't have any reason to get out of it so Carter just goes well I don't care but I stands up and leaves great do that if you can but if you feel like that is not a role in your family you dare to play or want to play. You just have this built-in hand technology that is buzzing in your pocket and you just get up and you go. Or or if you're a student or you, there's some work stuff. I mean, there's some ways to build in break time too. Yeah. Um, you know, if especially if you're an introvert, this can be a really tricky holiday because maybe you really like everyone, but that's a long day. Mm-hmm. You're hangry. And then everyone wants to like interact and talk the whole time. And you just mm-hmm. need to go sit on the washing machine some, <laughs> some point and like yeah. decompress, go do it. Like find a way to, you know, you can, you can take some breaks. You can not be constantly engaged because what ends up happening is we get together as a family, we're doing our thing and someone does something. It's like, Think of it as like they've lobbed a ball. On, well, maybe it's a bomb, but they've lobbed it onto the table. And everyone has to choose. Do we pick it up? Right. Or do we just not? Just- <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and so you have to just, maybe it's a little more just intentionality or consciousness when you are there of like what you're going to do, what you're not going to do. But also recognizing your own proclivities, right? So my tendency, if someone says something that is garbage, I... I dig in, and mm. that is not mm. great, probably. Mm. Mm. Um, well, but depends. also, a lot of people quit when the other person digs in. <laughs> right, <laughs> so right. it never lasts very long. But there's a bit of just like, it, I can't help myself with certain topics, whereas I can help myself with a lot of other topics. Sure. So I just have to be more careful with those ones. And immediately, if I don't start talking, I'm fine. So if someone is saying something and I can just, my phone buzzes, or I can walk out of the room and engage with someone else, I'm good. Like, I don't care that they're doing that. I don't need to be a part of it. 
But if I'm there and I'm in charge of that social feeling in the room, I'm it's over. I'm going to I'm going to run with it. And that's not great. And I think you and I both have a little of this, like, make sure the room's okay. So it's hard for us to disengage because it's like unwritten rule in our contract that we need to make sure everyone is enjoying themselves and or having a quality. There also can't be any silence ever. Yeah, ever. So that's a problem. I hate that about me. Yeah, I cannot be in a place. I mean, I I can sometimes I can just really swallow it and make it happen. But I hate it when I'm in a place and and the quietness, if it's if it's pregnant pause, like there's an elephant in the room kind of kind of quiet i just can't do it dude i have to start i'll just make stuff up (laughs) i'll just start going hey so anyway what do you think of dragons dragons are cool like you know i just can't do it but okay i'm here's i'm I'm gonna make a commitment here's what i'm gonna do if this person says something like i can't wait to go to the middle east and kill some hajis here's what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say i'm sorry what and I'm going to say it like that. I'm going to go, what? And I'm going to have a smile and kind of a half laugh in my response. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he'll and say, what? And I'll say, did you say, did you say you want to go kill some hajis in the Middle East? Did I hear that? Right. And he'll say, well, yeah, I'll go. All right. Okay. And I'll just kind of <laughs> sit back and grin. Like, I feel like I, I want to, I want to bring, I want to not make it. How do I put this? It, it's diffusing it by kind of. Calling him on like, it, but also not. It, but also joking, but also kind of like in a okay, you know. <laughs> like, all right, it gives, it gives them it gives them an opportunity to kind of think about what they've said and say, all right, maybe he's kind of laughed that off. Maybe it's an opportunity for me to kind of back off, right? But uh, they might also double down. But, yeah. yeah. What I can't do is just not say anything. I can't do it. Right. It's impossible. What if you had him just repeat it and say it louder? I'm sorry. Can you say that one more time, just so I made sure I heard it right, like that? <laughs> And yeah. he won't do it. He won't do it. He yeah, goes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because you only whisper racist stuff. Right. There's a reason. <laughs> or you do it to test who in the room is going to exactly. say anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do this with NPR stories. Someone's like, oh, I heard this thing once. And they're, I'm like, oh, that's an NPR story. Yeah, yeah it totally <laughs> Like is. you're secretly trying to see if someone is boring and progressive. That's what they're looking for. <laughs> Woke. Oh, Woke and sleepy. I listen um, okay, to. Yeah, but here's the yeah. thing. Yeah, you you come up with your own strategies. I mean, I think I think that's I think it's important because what what is your goal? I think a big part of this is like, what is my takeaway for Thanksgiving? Yeah. What do I hope to accomplish? And if it's just like I'm here to just have some like chill, eat a little turkey, connect with people that, you know, whatever, then make the plan to do that. If you go in kind of knowing and knowing when you're going to leave you know, having your phone set to vibrate every 15 minutes or mm-hmm. whatever. You just kind of prepare yourself a little before. I think a lot of folks just go in going, hope mm-hmm. I don't die. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, you can plan this a little better and, and uh, you know, you find your allies in the in the building. That always happens. And if you have no allies, maybe consider the first part of this conversation. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's tricky. It's, it's, it's a tricky, tricky thing. It is. Uh, I noticed that when my, when things like this happen, my kids even uh, they're older now, but they all, they all crowd around me, just mushed up next to me the whole night. Like we'll be there and something awkward will be said. And I'll just start to notice everyone who I <laughs> brought into this world is like a hugged up next <laughs> to me or squished in the chair next to me, kind of using me as a blockade, sort of looking at their phone and not anybody, you know, like they kind of use me as their shield. 
And yeah. that's yeah. an interesting dynamic because they want to be yeah. in the uh, within the Scott Johnson force field, basically. Kind of, yeah. And I feel like, like yeah. in the case when they were growing up, especially when they were young, Taylor was really this way. I mean, anywhere we went to, it, it, it's funny because it was only usually that side of the family. She would just get all up on me and not, but like just was attached or, to me the whole time. Or they realized that the closer they are to you, they've got a bigger target next to them. It <laughs> 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 very well could well, be. Well, also you are you're you're going to soothe the situation and or defend something. So it's very protective and right. You know, it, you, you don't want to take a a, a silent person to a word fight you know what i mean like, right right, right. <laughs> don't bring it that's the old that that old phrase don't bring a don't silent bring person a to silent a word person. fight <laughs> if that's you know not in I our mean. title selections here at the end of the show we're doing it wrong guys get that in there <laughs> well anyway i think uh, this is good i like that we touch on this every once in a while it's just a you know relationships are hard and they're complicated a little twist today about maybe just don't go if it's super painful and you know you gotta you gotta make the call and figure out if you're just being lazy or don't feel like going that's different than you know that's different than you know if you've got real issues with somebody if you've got an, an abusive uh, uncle who's just an a-hole and treats you like garbage you know why subject yourself to that right but if you're just like i don't feel like talking to people maybe that maybe you're the problem so yeah maybe it's you yeah so i have a suggestion for people if they want to get in the right mindset they need to binge listen to um what the heck is it called now? I just finished an episode of it. The Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton's America. Oh, yeah. Have you guys listened at all? No. I hear no, it's good, huh? though. I've heard good it's things about that. fantastic. So it's the it's Jab Amirand who did uh, who does Radio yeah, Lab. Yeah, Radio Lab and stuff. Yeah. So it's a little bit of his normal style, but it's like kind of personal for him for him because he's from Tennessee, you know, this guy from Lebanon growing up in Tennessee. Yeah, his Lebanese parent, immigrant parents. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I think it's Lebanon. Anyway, he is, uh, it's really good. And this last episode that just came out a day, two ago, whatever, yeah. is amazing. It's called Dolitics, and it's kind of how she handles politics. And I I have never thought I'd be crushing on Dolly Parton, but she is one amazing human being. Anyway, <laughs> and her... Her ability to just like, you know, they, they keep talking about like who's at her concerts and it's everyone. Yeah. It's drag queens and evangelicals and, you know, it, it's everybody side by side at her concerts because she makes everybody feel safe and she's, I mean, she's amazing. So listening to it, I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll take a few lessons from Dolly She's Park. great. <laughs> I love yeah. her. I still think uh, Jolene's one of the greatest songs ever written. I love that song. And here is what I just learned. Sorry, spoiler alert. You can plug your ears if you're going to listen to the last episode. But this is nutso. In prison, um, Nelson Mandela, when he was imprisoned in that political prison, right? And they're tortured. They're beat. The guards are terrible to them. Right. And they are isolated. It's awful. After however many years, of course, you know, they start to like him because he's amazing. And they let him play music sometimes in the evenings for other um, prisoners. And guess what he played? What? Jolene. Oh, no way. Oh, really? Like, <laughs> what? That's great. She is. She's magic. Anyway, it's really good stuff. And it, I feel like I keep having this thought. Maybe it's, it's problematic where I'm like, I would like to go to a gathering where everyone has already listened to the same podcast. Yeah. And we all have the info. We all felt something. We're all, you know, it's kind of like, a book club. Everyone's read the book and you're all going to sit and discuss it, right? But like some of these podcasts that are just, just 
touch on these really cool ideas and people's ability to oh, just be amazing. And I don't know, it'd just be fun. So maybe everyone, so Scott, one of your Thanksgivings of yeah. your three, get everyone to listen to Dolly Parton's okay, America. Okay, yeah, I'll get that going. <laughs> I know. Because I'd like to observe. And you know what? She's got, you know, those country roots. Uh, she's from the mm -hmm. South. Maybe we can find a little common ground connection. there. Yeah, yeah, right. A hundred percent. And she, yeah, she is, she has some power and yet, you know, she's, she wrote nine to five. I mean, she's, she's like an <laughs> activist without being political in so many, which way she's amazing. You just need to listen right. to it. You're just I'm going to, I'm going to totally check it out. I've been meaning to anyway. I like Jad Abrabrod a lot and I'd like, I like the stuff he does. That's, that's not connected to radio lab. I love their, that, um, they have a what's it called? It's a, it's all about major uh, stuff that ever happened in the Supreme Court over history. Oh, it's so good. What's yes. that called? Um, um, it's got the hear ye, hear ye in it. Um, uh, hear ye, hear ye. The court of honorable. Blah, blah, blah. He has this great intro for it. I can't remember the name of it. Ah, do you know what? There's no such thing as the internet to look it up. Black robes. <laughs> Blackrobes.com. No, I don't know what it is. But anyway, that is not it. It is really great. <laughs> Really great. It it's it's great. very historical. If you're not into that, it's boring. But it's not because I love that stuff. It's really good. Anyway, uh, well, this is good stuff, Wendy, as always. Uh, a pleasure. I guess next week, uh, no show because it will literally be Thanksgiving that day. Literally. Uh, literally. Every year, it's always the same. Yep. We don't I talk know. about Thanksgiving. Nope. Weird how this always seems to fall. Like your segment always seems to fall on Thanksgiving. Huh. Almost like so she planned strange. it so she could avoid being with us on Thanksgiving. Mm. It's true. Mm. Uh, where do you, what are you guys doing? The friends and things? We, we were actually going to go to Kentucky, but, um, we we're going to meet some friends from Florida. They were going to all drive. And we, it was exactly 10 hours in between is Louisville. Oh, so we were going to rent a house and do dinner and all that. And then that cold spell that just happened, yeah. um, their house, they recently bought, got down to 29 or 30 degrees in yeah. Florida. Oh no. And uh, That's not good. They, their heat didn't work at all because uh, apparently you can sell a house in Florida when the heat doesn't work and no one will ever know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they had to shell out like six grand to fix it. And she's like, can we not go to Kentucky? So anyway, we canceled. And so we're just hanging out here and we nice. have dinner with some friends and we're just going to do my football thing and, you know. Nice. Noses, oh, you're going to make him please, go out and play. That's great. You should do that. We are. But please keep your uh, wishbone. So I, I, I plan to maybe be in Salt Lake sometime this winter. and we'll, oh, yeah. We won't have to wait a whole year. I always keep that bone. The last one was like two years old, and it, I felt like it was going to disintegrate. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> but who won again? Uh-huh. Uh, who cheated again? <laughs> who cheated again is the question. I don't know who cheated, but it wasn't me. <laughs> all right uh it's wendy dunford everybody you can find her on twitter at therapy thursdays and also uh on instagram at wendy dunford and you can also find therapythursdays.com if you want to send her a message or a question she can certainly take those we also take them to our email account wendy anything else before we uh, cut you loose today nothing happy thanksgiving everybody. happy thanksgiving yeah. and and one last warning no splenda yeah no splenda it'll give you the runs gives you Ooh. grumpy guts yeah grumpy okay. guts bye yeah you'll poo a lot I forgot. I forgot to bring that up with her early on. Oh right, <laughs> we yeah. were supposed to. Yeah, that's all right. There's always always a we had plenty show. to talk about. Yeah, don't worry. Um, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you all for joining us. I love Thursdays. They're always fun. Take us in interesting directions. The direction we're going now is out, though. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a PM edition of the show, brought to you by your support at Patreon.com/tms. Please keep that up, and you can find everything else you need to know how to contact us, all the old shows, all that stuff at frogpants.com slash TMS. By the way, that includes 
an RSS feed that has all the old shows that aren't 200 of the most recent. Because that's what's on the main feed is the 200 right. most recent. The most Every day a new one goes in, an old one goes out, and it goes to an archive feed that is available. You just have to wow. go subscribe to it. And you get oh, that's that good. Way. Yeah, geez, do you have some automated way of doing that, or do you have to manually do that? Business? I kind of do that part manually. Um, I wish there was an easier way to do it, but I don't yeah. mind doing it because I know people want those archives. But the archive file is like four megabytes. It's too big. Yeah, it's just too big. And you might say, well, four megabytes isn't that much in 2019. It is when 30,000 people hit it a day, <laughs> and your bandwidth starts to get really expensive. So. Uh, anyway, that's why that's where it is, and uh, just always like to mention that. Uh, Brian, you probably brought yeah, music. Sure. Let's uh, play. I some. brought I brought a song. I brought a song for us to leave with. Yeah, great, uh -huh. great. Should we play it? Yeah. Are we, are we ready for it? Yeah, okay, all right, yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, Albert wrote in said, "I want to request a cover of Dreamer, originally by Ozzy Osbourne. The only one I could find is by Daniel Russell, but any cover uh, will be fine. I'm requesting this because uh, the cat is the cat is getting in front of my screen here. Oh no, did he? Kitty. Goodbye, kitty. Go eat some cables. Uh, I'm requesting, yes, that's probably why she does it as retaliation. I'm requesting this because I think it's a good song to hear with all of the shit, sorry, Nicole, going on in the world today. He actually wrote all that. The song gives me a little hope that we will all get along eventually. Thank you, Albert from Maryland, a.k.a. Mayor McCheese, Mahara McCheese in the chat room. Nice. Spells it. Yeah. Yeah. You got a great, great big hamburger head is what he's got. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I'm glad it, it fits very well with today's Therapy Thursday. So good choice on this song. Uh, yeah, the version that he found is the only version I could find either. The version by Daniel Russell. It takes out the the Ozzy uh, echo, the reverb on Ozzy's voice and changes up things a little bit. Uh, but it's still a really sweet song. Uh, Daniel recorded it for the album Live in the uh, I'm sorry, Life in the Jetstream back in 2013. Here is his cover of Ozzy Osbourne's Dreamer. See you guys tomorrow.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. It's chicken. It's fried chicken. It's fried chicken. I love that kid. <laughs>